This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is your Kick Ass Life Podcast, episode number 149. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no-BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am super glad you're here, and this episode is coming off the heels of the episode from two weeks ago, which I got a lot of really great feedback on, the one titled, Are You Half-Assing Your Personal Development? And if you missed it, it's over at episode 147, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And and really, there was a, several of you who emailed or messaged me and said, oh my gosh, that's totally me. I am guilty of buying a dozen self-help books and not reading them or starting them and not finishing or reading them and not implementing or signing up for online classes or workshops and not really participating and and basically like the idea of personal development, but you don't put it into action. And I talk about uh, the reasons why, et cetera. So this episode is kind of a follow-up to that. And before I get into it, I do want to mention just real quick that so many of you were so sweet to to message me and say that you were thinking of me over my birthday because I think it was in that same episode I talked about the fact that it was my birthday. My birthday was April 15th, and we went camping that weekend, and I was sort of bracing myself for grief. You know, it's the first birthday I've had since my dad died, and I was kind of really just like waiting for this wave of grief to hit me. And the interesting thing was, is that it didn't really happen. It's interesting how this whole grief process works. Like I, 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 you kind of just don't know what's going to happen. And from what I've heard in the advice, the advice that I've gotten from people who have walked this path before me is that you, it really is a unique process. You don't know what's going to affect you and what's not going to affect you. So just kind of, you kind of just have to roll with it. And it really, again, is that whole element of surrender. It's been such a huge lesson. And so Christmas was really hard. Uh, And granted, it had only been a couple of months and I wasn't expecting that at all. That was really rough. I think I talked about it during that time of year on the podcast. And so with my birthday coming up, I just sort of assumed I would go into this funk and it would just be awful. And it really didn't happen. It, It might have been because we went camping and there was a the people in the campsite next to us had five children count them five. And they were my kids' age. And so my kids were distracted and there was a lot of kids around. And we went on this really long hike and and there was just a lot of things to do. And it was just, it was a really beautiful too. And plus, P.S., I had no service at all. There was no internet service where we were. And so I was like, okay, so I'm not, you know, no internet, no email, nothing. So I wasn't, I didn't get all of the texts and voicemails until we got home the following day. And I think I think the thing that kind of kicked my ass was when I checked the mail on Sunday and I got a birthday card from my mom and that was kind of like a slap in the face a little bit like okay 
this is the only one I'm going to get from my, my parents. And then also this was kind of interesting. So it's a week later after my birthday and we've had a lot of rain in North Carolina. And that was weird because <laughs> let me explain. My dad was an avid weather watcher. He was really sweet in that he was always paying attention to the weather where I was. And he would send me text if there was any kind of adverse weather, which there's not a whole lot in North Carolina. But, you know, when we would get a snowstorm coming or he'd hear about torrential rains, even if it was like not where we were, you know, it was in South Carolina or something like that. He would text me or call me and, and ask me about it. And so we have all this rain. And I, I thought to myself, he would have called. He would have called to ask about the rain and, and we would have had a conversation about that. So this is the first time that that has not happened. So I say all this because it, it is really interesting, this whole process and how things I would never expect. I would never even think to myself, well, probably the first rainstorm is going to be hard for me. And for all of you listening who have, again, walked this path before me, are probably nodding your heads going, yep, that's totally how it was. And for anyone who hasn't quite yet, it's it's quite a ride, but very interesting and such a lesson in surrender and self-compassion of just letting myself be sad about it for a moment or whatever feelings come up because it might be mad, I might be annoyed, you know, whatever it is. It's like this whole kind of party bag of feelings. And so yeah, it's just been really, really interesting. So again, thank you to all of you who who reached out and and wished me happy birthday and and said you were thinking of me over that weekend. It was it was just so 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 kind of you. And before I get into five signs you need to make a change, I just wanted to let you know again that if you would like twice a month updates from me, telling you about free stuff I have going on, telling you when I'm about to close registration on a class that you may not have known about. The reason this came about, honestly, is I sent out a survey, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, and so many of you were awesome enough to fill it out. Thank you. By the way, I'm still going through all of your responses. But so many of you, when I asked about, you know, have you ever signed up for any of my programs, the majority of you said, I've never heard of them. I didn't even know that you had them. So this way, because nobody wants more email, like, can we all just be honest? My goodness, most of us are drowning in email. And this way, I would just send you a text no more than twice a month with updates. So it's like any free workshop, any free challenge, anytime I'm about to close registration on a class, just to let you know, hey, it's here. If you want to sign up, fantastic. If not... That's great too. Here's the link. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so it's totally free. You just send or sorry, text the word updates to 444-999. Super easy. And let's get on with today's topic. I believe people change for two reasons, pleasure and or pain. They see something they want or something they want more of, and they go after it. And sometimes they get to a place where they cannot 
for one more day stand to be where they are. So they move out of the situation. Sometimes it looks like taking action. Sometimes it's more of an inner work, mindset, emotional kind of stuff. And many times it's a combination of the two. I would say most of the time it's it's a combination of both. And there are the type of people who are feeling anywhere from uncomfortable to the other side of the spectrum, downright shitty in their life, and maybe they don't know exactly why. So I've compiled a list of signs that are huge red flags that maybe it's time to make a change. So you can go ahead and check off as needed. The first one, the first sign that you might need to make a change in your life is that you're feeling really, really, really envious of other people's lives. And this one, please pay attention because this one may or may not be a sign that you need to make a change. So for instance, if you think everyone has it better and easier than you do, you want a marriage like your neighbor, you know that she has a great marriage, you want to love your job like your sister does, you want a more fun life like that one lady that you know on Facebook, you want to dance like the solid gold dancers of 1979, whatever it is you're envying, it means that you want something more in your life, that you admire something about that other person. So why can't you have it? If you think you can't, I call bullshit. Your commitment to can't is simply a story you are married to, a story that you're tied to. So I'm asking you to divorce that story and marry a new one. Seriously, it's all about the story you tell yourself. And on the other side of that same coin, Sometimes it's a matter of looking around at your life and realizing you do have everything you need and shifting to a place of being grateful for it. So this isn't about settling. This is about taking an honest inventory. Because I talk over here a lot about comparisons, and I think it's so incredibly common. I think it's part of the human experience. And I think also that in this day and age of the internet and social media, it's kind of the thing to do on social media. It's become the thing to do on social media, like compare our lives to everyone else's and make up stories why our lives aren't as great as theirs. So before you run off and say, Andrea's right, I need to make a change because I'm envious of so-and-so's life, there's a couple of things I want you to think about. First and foremost, you might be making up a complete story about that other person's life because most people are putting their best foot forward on the internet and even in real life when you talk to people. You we Most of the time, don't get the whole picture of what someone's life is. So if you're comparing your life to... Jane's and you're like, if only I could have a marriage as great as hers, if only I could, you know, love my job as, as, as much as she does. A, you might be totally making up a story about how great her life is. And B, even if she doesn't have that great life that you think that she does, you might be making up that what she has is better than what you're making up she has. Does that make sense? That was a mouthful. try to explain it a little bit differently. It really comes down to the whole grass is greener. The grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. So let me ask you first, are you putting in a real effort to into your life? You know, if you want as great of a partnership as so-and-so, a relationship or marriage, 
Are you putting in the effort that it takes? Is your partner a willing participant in bettering the relationship? If you want a great job, like maybe there's an aspect of your job that you don't like and you are thinking, well, if maybe I need to totally change careers, maybe I need to change companies, et cetera, et cetera. Is it a matter of maybe you haven't had a conversation with someone at work that you need to? Maybe you need to set a boundary with one of your coworkers or even your boss or something like that. And it's a really uncomfortable, difficult conversation that you've just been putting it off, putting off. So the answer isn't always to change jobs. Many times the answer is in your own life and making a shift somewhere around there, which kind of dovetails into the other signs that you need to make a change. So before I get ahead of myself, let's talk about number two. The second sign would be that you're feeling resentful, also known as pissed off, frustrated, irritated, those kinds of feelings. Resentments and those that I mentioned, those other feelings are a sure sign that a few different things might be happening in your life. So number one, there might be a failure to communicate somewhere. The solution is that you actually have the power to show up and say your truth. So has that happened? Because that's your responsibility. And by say your truth, I don't mean go barging into your boss's office and make a bunch of demands. This is having these difficult conversation, which you have prepared for, which you have mapped out what you need to say and how you need to say it in order for you to be proud of yourself at the end of the day, at the end of that conversation regarding how you showed up. It's about being in alignment with your values because I know that none of you listening have a value around being confrontational and an asshole. That never gets us anywhere. I've tried. Trust me. I've tried. <laughs> no one no one likes to listen to that. My gosh. So just take it from me that I've already tried it. It doesn't work. So it really is, you know, speaking your truth, like my best friend Amy says, with grace and kindness, but it is your responsibility if there's a failure to communicate somewhere. The second part is boundaries may have been crossed somewhere along the line. The solution to that is think about have they been established previously? And again, if they haven't, that's on you. There's a saying somewhere that says, don't complain about stuff that you're not willing to take action on. And when I read that, I was like, oh man, that's the truth. I mean, how many times have we heard people complain and complain and complain about the same thing over and over again? And then maybe when you ask them, well, what are you going to do about it? Or did you want some advice on it? They don't. They have no plans to have conversations, to try to make a change, to put in an effort about it. That's what I'm talking about. And boundaries are a huge part of that. And tied into the other two, again, you're tolerating something that very well may have the ability to be changed. So you either change it or you change your story around it. I first gave AG1 a try because I was feeling low energy and sluggish and coffee just wasn't giving me what I needed. Especially in these winter months, I struggle with pep in my step. And since drinking AG1, I felt more energized and focused. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. Because aging is a part of life that we all have to deal with, but I don't think it should prevent me from doing the things I love, like going on long hikes with my dog. 
dog. I want to do the things that matter to me for as long as possible, which is why I drink AG1 every morning to support my brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm laying the groundwork for long-term health. I know with AG1, I'm giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to have them as a long-term partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com noise. That's drinkag1.com noise. Check it out. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? I mean, that's what this show is all about, right? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you can do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscribers sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Their courses are so convenient and have helped me learn real-life conversation skills in Spanish. It's so easy to learn how to order food. That's where I get the most excited to use it at Mexican restaurants or ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation, etc. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash noise. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash noise, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash noise. Rules and restrictions may apply. We all want to feel relief fast. Sometimes that relief comes in spending money, drinking too much wine, or losing ourselves playing Candy Crush Saga. What are you avoiding when you're numbing out on a regular basis? This is sometimes a hard question to answer because many times our immediate response is, I'm just taking the edge off. Okay, well, I want to know what is the edge? Is it stress? Okay, great. What are you stressed about? And and kind of keep asking the say the questions why. What about that is insert whatever pain it is that you're feeling. So, if you're numbing out because you want to take the edge off and the edge is stress, well what are you stressed about? Well, I'm stressed about my life. I just there's so many balls in the air. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, well what are you specifically overwhelmed about? Well, I'm overwhelmed about work and all of the duties I have there. I'm taking on more and more projects. All right, what are what are you afraid of might happen if you take on all these projects? Well, I'm afraid that you know what I mean? Like keep asking the questions until you get into the root of it because a lot of times the root of it is some kind of drastic fear that we have. And I use the word drastic because it's a big deal. It's a big feeling that you have where you are afraid of something. Therefore, you feel like you need to check out to be able to manage it, to be able to be with your life because you're scared. I know usually that is the reason that we are 
binge eating, that we are shopping too much, that we are like whatever, whatever it is, there's, there's some kind of fear. It could go as deep as the fear of being alone, the fear of being seen, the fear of having intimacy, the fear of not having intimacy. It's somewhere around the connections of other people. It's something that has to do with our relationships many times. So I've just kind of like thrown you in the deep end with that question, but it's not a matter of me just saying, stop doing it. Stop doing that thing that you're doing to to numb out. Because if you don't, it's my opinion, I should say, if you don't try to see what's actually underneath it, if you don't try to figure out what the problem is that you're trying to solve by numbing out, then you you might as well just keep drinking. Like I hate to say that, but it doesn't help. It just makes you even more afraid. And I, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. And if you're at all, like if your ears are perking, you I encourage you to check out, I'll put it in the show notes. I have a recovery series that I did where I, it's a 10 part series. I start with my own story. And if you're newer to the podcast, you, you might never have heard of it. So I, I invite you to go over there and, and listen. But again, what are you avoiding when you're numbing out on a regular basis? Is it your marriage? Is it your fears? Is it your insecurities? For me, I used to numb out when I was overwhelmed because perfectionism and control were two habits and behaviors that ruled me. And since neither were something I could ever attain, I felt worse about myself. So I drank and I shopped and I dieted in an attempt to gain perfection and control and to numb the feelings of failure and fear. I had so many fears, so many fears. I could fill pages and pages of a journal of all the fears. And then I felt worse and the cycle started all over again. So it was just over and over and over. I was avoiding my real feelings Surrender, acceptance, and vulnerability scared the holy bejesus out of me. And so rather than facing and feeling them, I numbed out. And clearly it was a time, it was time for a change. So when I kind of wrapped myself around that sign, that's when things rapidly start to, started to change. And that's when I saw the most growth was when I one at a time, let go of my numbing behaviors. Facing your issues instead of numbing out is scary. I get it. But the truth is that it does not go away if you just ignore it. In fact, it gets worse. I cannot encourage you enough to deal with it. Number four, the fourth sign you need, you might need to make a change is that you're, this is one of my favorites because I used to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> is that you're trying to change everyone else or at least at least even if you're not trying to change everyone else actively you at least think everyone else needs to change if everyone else would just do as you say and stop doing this and stop doing that and just shut the fuck up your life would be better the truth is that everyone else's shit is not about you deal with your own and keep your side of the street clean. That's a that's a recovery saying that is said a lot in recovery. Deal with your own stuff and keep your side of the street clean. I can't tell you how much better my own life has become since I realized this and stopped. And I have by no means mastered it. It's definitely a one day at a time thing. 
again, can't tell you how much better my life is instead of running around like a lunatic trying to change, trying to fix, trying to tweak and control other people and control my circumstances. What needs to be changed in your life is you dealing with your own issues instead of everyone else's. I like to say trying to fix everyone else while ignoring your own life is a chicken shit way to feel better and it doesn't work. So face your own stuff and make that therapy appointment. And P.S., while you're there, watch out for spending the whole hour complaining about everybody else. So the fifth sign that you need to make a change is that your intuition or your gut is telling you you need to make a change. And this one sounds like a no-brainer, but I really felt like I needed to add it. You may already be at that place where your gut and heart are telling you to draw the damn line in the sand and change, but you may not be listening. The fear of change trumps the fear of staying the same. But ask yourself this very important question, and that is, how scary is it to be in the same place 5, 10, or 20 years from now? Is it still as scary as changing? Your intuition is your subconscious mind that always has your back, always knows what's best for you, and always wants you always wants to lead you to a place of happiness and fulfillment. But the journey is many times unknown and many times it's crazy scary. So we ignore it or go in the opposite direction. When we go in the opposite direction, many times that looks like self-sabotage, which is for another podcast episode. (laughs) So again, in regards to your intuition, When has ignoring your intuition ever worked out for you? I know from experience when I have straight up and down ignored my intuition, that shit explodes in my face. It's like the longer I ignore it, I think the worse (laughs) the worse the change is. In other words, like I ignore it and ignore it, and then the universe like has to do something drastic to get my attention. And that has happened to me on more than one occasion. So, and I'm not going to say, again, I'm not going to say I've mastered that. There are still times, but they're much more minor. When I ignore my intuition, it might be like a parenting thing or something. And and then I'm like, ah, damn it. And again, you know, we sometimes old habits die hard. But there you have it. If you liked this post, I would love for you to share it. The show notes are at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 149. You'll see the uh, the links to episode 147 on half-assing your personal development as well as the self-sabotage episode. And thank you so much for being here. Until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 